U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn has been a public servant for well over 20 years. In 2018, she became the first woman from her state to be elected to the United States Senate. She's a champion for the unborn, secured borders, and government transparency, just to name a few. We're talking with the Senator today about hot button issues that are affecting our families and our country. Stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Corlitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. Well, we want to invite you right at the top of the show here to like and, to, and subscribe to our podcast. Um, also, we ask that you share this podcast with your mama friends in your mama circle there. Also, if you have an idea or a topic or feedback, would you please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Again, that is podcast at momsforamerica.net. I do want to also invite all the moms that are listening to join our movement here at Moms for America please come join us. It's moms like us all across the country that are uniting together for faith, family, freedom, and the constitution. You can check out everything about Moms for America at momsforamerica.us. Uh, so please go ahead and visit our website. Alrighty, onto today's program. Senator Marsha Blackburn has a very, very long resume. So I'm just going to give you a few of the highlights here. Currently, she's serving her first term as a United States Senator from the great state of Tennessee. She has also served in the U.S. House of Representatives. She is a member of many committees, including the Armed Services Committee. And in 2020, she authored a great book called The Mind of a Conservative Woman. She is a warrior and a patriot, and I am delighted to welcome her to the Moms for America podcast. Welcome, Senator Blackburn. I am just so glad to have you on the Moms for America podcast. Uh, we're big fans of yours. Well, thank you so much. I am delighted to join you and just so grateful for the good work that you all are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, speaking of the good work, we were able to uh, visit you in your home state of Tennessee and honor you recently. Uh, just last month or month and a half ago, and present you with the Mothers of Influence Award. And this award is presented to mothers just like you that have made a significant influence on our culture and on the lives of American families. So thank you again for your outstanding service sure. and for continually defending our Constitution on a regular basis. It is an honor and a privilege. And one of the things that caused me to want to be involved in the political process in elective office was my desire to make certain that I do everything I can do each and every day to defend faith, family, freedom, hope for better days, opportunity for all. And I think that's what all moms are looking for when they talk about the future for their children. 100%. Um, speaking about your goals there, and um, I want to highlight your voting record um, because you also scored very, very well on our congressional report card that the Moms for America uh, just released, our action side. Um, how challenging is it to be taking um, 
sometimes not the easy road, but voting for faith, for family, for freedom, for the Constitution. Um, this has got to be pretty challenging in the culture we are right now here and where America is going. You know, sometimes you have to vote against the tide um, and really take a tough stand um, to preserve freedom. I'd love to just kind of start out with a little bit of that and just some of the challenges and really the commitment that you have made to stand for freedom. Yes, and you know, it is so interesting because you do find yourself voting against the tide. And many times there will be just a handful of no votes on the board for different uh, issues that come up. Many times these are around funding. And the reason I am able to do that is because I'm thinking about the long term and asking myself the question, how is this going to affect my children and grandchildren? Is this a vote that is going to expand freedom and expand their ability to live in a free world? Or is this a vote that is going to burden them with excessive debt? Is this a program that will have outlived its usefulness by the time these children are earning a paycheck? Mm -hmm. Is this a program that is going to lead to more independence and freedom? Or is this a program that is going to take some of that freedom away? One of the things we do have to remember is that the Democratic Party is great at small, little bitty incremental wins. And that Mm -hmm. is how so many times they get Republicans to cross over and agree with them. Because they'll say, well, it's just really not that bad. It only affects this or that. But in the long run, what is it doing? It is chipping away at the freedoms that we enjoy each and every day. And you can look at programs over the recent past decades and see how some of these programs have ended up growing and mushrooming, and then they become mandatory spending. And then all of a sudden, you can't seem to get your arms around them. So it's time for us to say, we have to get on a different path. And I am so thrilled with the work that you all are doing to educate moms and to make certain that women understand every time government exercises a new leap in power and takes power and control away from the for-profit or not-for-profit sector Mm -hmm. or from families, then all of a sudden you are losing some of your freedom. Yeah, and it's happening uh, a lot more aggressively. I do want to get into some of these hot buttons um, and issues that we're facing in our country. But before that, can we just talk a little bit about um, you, Senator, um, what it was like to be a mom and to to be an elected official? Why did you decide to run? Um, You know, you're kind of building your family and all of a sudden now, you know, you're looking at running for office in your state. And then obviously you went on to to run federally. But what was it like for you as a mom? And and why did you decide to to get involved politically? I decided to get involved politically because I'm passionate about the American Mm -hmm. dream and passionate about opportunity for all. And when you see that being diminished, it becomes a family decision to be active. And whether it's races for the school board or the U.S. Senate, 
I'm thrilled that so many moms are stepping up and saying, I can do this. My family supports me to do this. And they're raising their hand and saying, I'm going to get involved. So for us, it has always been something that we do as a family, campaigning, uh, campaigning Mm -hmm. first with children, uh, my husband many times taking them to cover events that I couldn't get to. And now we have grandchildren that are with us in these endeavors and how wonderful it is for them to understand the importance of public service and the importance of civil society, the importance of civics and participation, being that educated and informed voter that is going to participate in robust, respectful, bipartisan debate, which is what has kept this nation free for 235 years. Right. So isn't that great when you have your grandkids on the campaign trail <laughs> and it they're is. helping out grandma? That is wonderful. And it is really a family event, isn't it? Anytime you run for office like that. So um, special thanks to your family um, for being such a great support for sure. you, because surely you couldn't do it without them. I know. Um, is it that you have two kids? I was trying to read. I was just looking here in my, yes. in my notes. Yes. Two kids. And I how many two children? Three grandchildren. Oh, I love that. That yes. is so wonderful. Um, your your values um, are very important to you. You talk about that in your book, and um, you have a, a, a the title of your book is "The Mind of a Conservative Woman." Um, conservative women have been kind of beat up here in the past, right? There is a bit of a bias against us, yes, and it's so unfair because I believe that we are a majority of Americans. Uh, we are not um, some outcast, but. Conservative women are getting a bad rap in general, um, and they're not being respected. And, and it really is unfortunate. That's why it's so wonderful to see great leaders like yourself um, paving the way for us. Well, and the reason for the titling on the book, Mind of a Conservative Woman, is because this is how women think, conservative women think, and how they approach issues. And you're exactly right. We are a majority of American women, and Mm -hmm. you're seeing it as women are running for these local local offices as they are challenging school boards and county commissions. Mm -hmm. And I had so much fun Mm -hmm. writing the book because I talk about how the press and society talks about us, but what happens when conservative women get engaged? And it's why I even put a chapter in the book that talks about, that focuses on how you talk about and discuss issues, Mm -hmm. how you ask the question Mm -hmm. in order to engage people, not to intimidate or not to offend them, but to engage them, Mm -hmm. which is what we have to do first and foremost. I even put put a chapter in the book entitled Caucus of One. And this is something that... um, reflects on a an experience I had when I was in the state Senate in Tennessee, and I was leading the fight against a, a, a state income tax that a Republican governor had proposed. And it is something that I opposed. So I told him I'm going to lead this fight. During this fight, one of my Senate colleagues, who was a Republican, gave an interview to a TV broadcaster in Tennessee, and he said, you know, well, 
Uh, Marsha is just a caucus of one. No one is working with her on defeating this tax. And it hurt my feelings for about five minutes. And then I realized in that Senate chamber, I may be a caucus of one. However, as soon as I walked out, I had thousands of people cheering Uh me on and standing with me. And so many times we as women realize that you've seen it in school board meetings. You've seen it in city council meetings. It is that woman who will stand up and challenge authority, challenge them on behalf of her children and other children on behalf of her community and members of that community. And it takes that strength and courage to stand up and to launch that challenge many times in order to get things done, to get that community or that school back on the right track. And it's so true. A lot of times we feel like we are the only person maybe championing something or we are isolated or alone, but we're not. All across America, we're seeing this, Senator, I know you are too, that moms in every community and every home are rising up and saying yes and agreeing and fighting. Um, Not only what kind of reminds me when you say caucus of one is really that we are an audience of one, really. It just, it's right. We're before God, we are, you know, called to, to champion and do what is right. So whether it's a caucus of one or an audience of one, um, we are held accountable, you know, we're, we're, we're holding ourselves accountable to make a great difference in this country. What is it like being a conservative woman in the United States Senate. Let's talk about that. It is absolutely wonderful. (laughs) Good answer, good answer. (laughs) You're going to have people that agree with you or disagree with you, but that's okay. The voice of conservative women needs to be represented in what is considered to be one of the greatest deliberative bodies on the face of the earth. Mm. So it is a challenge that I readily accept and welcome. Now, since you've been in Washington, um, you've seen a lot of agendas and issues. Um, We've got the liberalism, the conservative, talk about that in your book. Are there some things that continue to shock you or or that you're kind of surprised on a regular basis? Um, And as you look you know, at your at, at serving there in Washington, it, it's 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 its own culture and it's its own arena, um, Washington D.C. You know, one of the things that has been a surprise of late is the way the left, who always wanted to say they were the champion of women's issues, mm. has decided that they are willing to erase the word woman, Crazy. and how they are putting. They're championing putting boys into girls' sports. I had a a lady today who lives in the D.C. area who has a daughter that attends a girls' school that mm-hmm. says they're no longer going to use the term girls. And Great. it is the type thing that you see. Being a woman is something that is wonderful. Being That's a right. mother is an absolutely incredible incredible, amazing experience. Yes, And it is something that I love. I love whether my children have been babies or toddlers or, or teenagers or teenagers or adults. And now as moms and dads of their own, it's just one of those rich, rewarding, wonderful experiences and to work with them 
-hmm. is such a rewarding experience and to take their views and their thoughts and their concerns into our Republican conference. It, I, I relish doing that. And I talk to my daughter and her friends and my son and his friends all the time Mm -hmm. to see what is troubling their hearts and souls. What is bothering them? What are their concerns and what, their perception is of what we're doing in the U.S. Senate and what they would like to see us do. Mm, it's true. Well, that's it. They're a great target market for us, right? Our families, our yes, kids, our neighbors, our grandchildren, um, you know, watching them uh, motivates us and it is great feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, that you were ta- You're talking a little bit about uh, the shockingness of um, the gender identity and, and, and erasing women, that the wave of wokeism has swept our country, uh, and it's really insane. Uh, the Democratic Party is moved into, I guess, basically something that is not even familiar to a lot of people within their party, like Tulsi Gabbard. She walked away. Do you see the Democratic Party I mean, what is going to happen to the Democratic Party? It has changed yeah. into something that everyone is shocked about. Um, and it's including ideas and ideology that most Americans are not comfortable with. Do you think that there's going to be more of an exit uh, from the Democratic Party like we saw with Tulsi? I saw, I talked with a a female friend who has always voted Democrat. She jokingly says, I'm the only Republican she ever votes for. (laughs) And she was very much a part of the women's movement in the 70s and 80s and um, has been very active uh, with helping rear her grandchildren. Um, Mm -hmm. She is very concerned about what she's saying. She made a couple of good points that I think a lot of um, Democratic women are looking at the party and what they're doing and arriving at similar conclusions. Yeah, She said, you know, even though she voted for Biden, that everything that they have done, she said, just about every single thing they have done has made my life worse sure. because of inflation, crime, the impact of drugs right. on the community, the open border. Uh, what do children are being subjected to in school. Right. And the other thing is boys and girls sports. And she has a granddaughter that is a great tennis player. Uh-huh. She has been paying for those tennis lessons right. as a gift to the grandchild. Mm-hmm. And now to think that she may not get that college scholarship because a boy may get that scholarship for the girls tennis team. Uh, This is something that is just baffling to so many people. And it's talking about crushing dreams, right? Yes, exactly. And that's one of the reasons that women are beginning to walk away. That's right. I think another thing that is causing them to move away, and especially independent women to move Mm -hmm. away from the Democrat Party, is the way they have tried to make our police officers and law enforcement into villains and then have tried to make criminals into heroes and looking it is what mom isn't concerned about safety i mean this is that's right when we send our children out to school right yeah 
So, security and, moms are a big deal right now. Security of education, mm -hmm. of your community, of your retirement for your parents. Mm -hmm. These are things that women are talking about every single day. Some of the hot buttons you mentioned, a lot of those kind of in that sweeping comment um, when you refer to them, maybe just a couple of, uh, I'd love to get your opinion on a couple of these or some answers that you see. And we're talking about safety, but the, the border is a huge problem right now. I know moms all across the country are yeah. worried about who, what, and where, and what is coming across the border. Very concerned about the fentanyl drug crisis. Um, I, I mean, I know the answer is to deal with the border. Is there is there any hope that we can stop the insanity at this border and what's coming across with the drugs? My hope is after the elections in November, and yeah. after you have Republicans in control of the House and the Senate, that you're going to see mm -hmm. a, a push to get that border control. When you talk to the Border Patrol agents, they will tell you yeah. that we need remain in Mexico. We need the ability to deport criminals. Right. They need what they've been asking for for decades, a physical barrier technology where they cannot have that physical barrier, mm -hmm. and then more officers and agents that would allow them to do the job that they are responsible for delivering. Yeah. Right. And they, they continue to say, give us these things and we can secure this country and protect our sovereignty. Yeah. Please, God, we really have got to address that. I think of all these issues on your plate, parental rights are continually being attacked right now. Moms are fed up with that. They're insulted. Uh, they're furious yeah. uh, with the indoctrination that's happening at our schools. They're keeping parents intentionally, and I mean intentionally, out of the loop. Um, so parental rights are clearly under attack. This is another situation that moms are concerned about, let alone pornographic materials and um the gender discussions and critical race. Um, what are you hearing from moms across the country regarding parental rights? Yes, regardless of where I go, um, it across the country, yeah. you hear about inflation, crime, the fentanyl coming across the border, of course, right. the border and parental rights. Those are the issues that that women and indeed all voters are focused on. And on that border, you know, when you look at the fact that you've had people from 150 different countries coming yeah, in across that so. border, when you have had nearly 80 known terrorists that have been apprehended, and then you don't know how many of those terrorists have come into the country through the gotaways, mm -hmm. how many gang members, MS-13 gang members, have gotten into the country these are things that cause women so much concern because they want their children to be safe. They want them to have good, normal, everyday lives. They're concerned right. when they go to college, when they go to a ball game. They're fearful that they're going to come into contact with someone that has a fentanyl right. pill. And one pill can kill you. Right. And they're very concerned about what is happening uh, with the safety and security of this country, they're concerned about inflation yeah. and what you see sure. as a continuous rise. Of, and it's far greater than 8%. When you look at food cost rising, that is 14%. Right. When you look at energy cost rising, that is upwards of 50%.
these are things that people are saying, well, the basket of goods I buy is far greater than an 8% or a 10% increase. And it is causing them to lose faith in their government because they feel as if it's not responsive. They are looking at these crime issues in the streets. They are looking at the effect of these teachers unions on their children, Mm -hmm. uh, on parental rights. And they are saying, no, no, our children are not an experiment. They are not there for you to try out your experiments. They are not there to be indoctrinated. Our children are to be educated. Our children are to be treasured. They are a gift from God. They deserve to be respected. They deserve the best effort you have for their protection, for their education. Yeah. You talked about the economy. You talked about energy. You talked about safety you talked about uh, the attacks that are happening around the country i mean i'm i'm here in chicago and this is insanity what's happening here and continues to happen here in mm-hmm. our in our uh, city um moms are always asking what can i do to push back on this obviously voting getting officials elected like yourself at yeah. at a federal level and at a state level um is very important running um being involved because legislation you know, there's a there, there's uh, results, and and because of the election, because of who we vote in, th- this is how we're going to change America. This is how we're going to hold on to America. I guess I, it's such a loaded question to ask you. What can the moms do? But what can we do? What do we need to do more of? Um, how can we help you, the champions, the leaders in Washington or in our states that are fighting for us? I would, there are some things that are specifics that you can do. Number one, you need to establish a dialogue with your elected officials at the local, state, and federal level and let them know that you look at this as being an ongoing and continuing conversation, that you're going to continue to reach out because what they do matters. It matters to your family and to their future. Number two is your sphere of influence. Staying in contact with your friends, whether they're in your neighborhood, co-workers, people you're in church with, Mm -hmm. uh, people that you're in different organizations with, send them good information from people that you follow, articles about different issues that will help to educate them. Because... People no longer sit down and watch the news at 6 and 10. What they do is they pull it from different websites. They pull it from social media feeds. And what you want to do is put information in front of them that is accurate and precise and is going to help to educate them. That's a third thing that moms can do is to make certain that their friends and neighbors are registered to vote. I think it was surprising to so many people after 2016 when they realized that only about half of the people that they go to church with are registered to vote. Right. And out of that. And that's on a good day. That's right. (laughs) And then about half of those actually go vote. Correct. So 
these are individuals that should be out voting at every election. And then the, the next thing is to focus on how they educate their children. That's right. My husband is, uh, is so good at talking with me through, through issues and things as they come up. And our grandson was getting ready for his 50 state test. Now I know a lot of moms remember (laughs) sitting with their child and that map, and you have to Mm -hmm. know the name of the state, the capital, the abbreviation, and you have to fill the map in. And as we were going through that with our grandson, uh, Chuck said, you know, when we talk about our grandkids and what we want them to learn, we want them to learn 50 states, not 50 made-up pronouns. We want them to learn how a bill becomes a law, not right. how to go prepare for a protest or make a Molotov cocktail. Right. We want them to so learn true. that this is the greatest country on the face of the earth, that it is America that stands there leading the way for freedom. And it is because we are a free nation that believes in the power of the individual. And that that is why people choose to come here for the American dream. That's right. They don't try to go to China for the China dream or Russia for the Russia dream. Correct. They try to come here for the American dream. A land of opportunity. Because of that, because we are that land of opportunity, then it is imperative that we fight to preserve that freedom. We talk with our moms a lot about voting, being engaged, running for office, um, you know, being uh, aware, being involved in the culture because it our our voice, our, our vote is our voice, and we yes. have a, a mom vote page on our on our uh, website that has all the information about the parties and about. Um, of voter guides and about uh, issues and registering. So moms, please check out Mom Vote on our momsforamerica.us page because it is so important that you are engaged. And, you know, every week I, I talk with moms all across the country, either, you know, women who are serving like you or women who are taking on their school boards yeah. or just figuring out how to teach patriotism at home. And it is it is overwhelming for the moms. It's It's a tough time right now. Um, because so much is coming at between social media and, you know, sure. the, the fake yeah. media and, and, you know, everything's on the right violence and, and it, it is scary times for moms. So it but is this good is to the kn- time that moms need to get involved right. because it is a worthy fight and it my is time is fight. kind of running out. And so I've got to scoot, but I have loved being with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Senator. God bless you and um, keep fighting the fight. We appreciate all that you're doing. You got it. Take care. Bye-bye Thank now. you. Again, it was just wonderful to have Senator Blackburn joining us on the Moms for America podcast. Talk about a warrior. Every day, every week, she is there uh, fighting for our Constitution and the principles of liberty. And we so appreciate her and all of our other leaders that are fighting the good fight in Washington and on our state level. Um, as we talk about the principles of liberty and fighting for freedom, that's what we do here at Moms for America on a regular basis as well. We are committed to these principles and to restoring patriotism. That's what we're doing here. We're empowering moms, promoting liberty, and raising patriots. Uh, moms, you are 
You are the hope for our country. And that's why we are here to help you on a daily basis, raise your little tribe and um, fight for this country. So I do want to mention this because we have a Restoring Patriotism initiative that we just released. And I would love for you to see the video if you're watching or listen to it. It is called Restoring Patriotism. It is a clarion call to the moms just like you to help restore patriotism in every home across America. So take a listen. Our greatest gift is our children. Our biggest blessing is our freedom. Our toughest battle right now is preserving America. Patriotism is under attack. The liberal culture has decided that America is no longer great, that celebrating our country is offensive, and being a patriot is no longer admirable or worthy. Well, we are changing that. We as mothers are flipping the script and restoring patriotism in our homes, our schools, and in our country. Moms for America is releasing a national campaign to restore patriotism, a movement to celebrate and honor our amazing country. We know that the future generations must carry the torch of freedom and defend the principles of liberty. That is why we are providing amazing resources to restore and renew a patriot heart. We are making it easy to turn your home red, white, and blue with Patriot Packs for your kids, American Heritage Books, Liberty Trips for your family, and various mentorship programs for moms, kids, and families. Our children must know why we stand for the anthem, why we kneel and pray, why we pledge allegiance to our country, and what makes America exceptional. Moms, please join us as we change the culture and restore patriotism one home at a time. Again, um, Restoring Patriotism, that whole video is on our website, on our Restoring Patriotism page. Um, so check that out. We've got a lot of resources for you there to help you raise patriots. There's all kinds of mentorship groups and uh, educational pieces and patri patriotic wear and the Patriot Packs. Um, so speaking of the Patriot Packs, when you go there, we're going to give you a 25% off on our Patriot Pack. So you can order them for your kids or your grandkids, get the packs delivered to their house and help to raise patriots. <laughs> we love this uh, packet. So when you go and you purchase it, just put in podcast in all in caps, podcast, and then you will get 25% off on our Patriot packs. So great Christmas idea. So go ahead and shop. Um, also, before we leave, I wanna just remind you to stop by our website, like I mentioned, which is momsforamerica.us. Check out all of our resources, our events, our programs, they are all there. Uh, we also mention every week to look at our signature program called the Cottage Meeting. All that information is on our page. That's our, our showcase piece. It's 12 lessons that will help inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage so you can teach the principles of liberty in your home and in your community. Again, please, when you stop by our website, join uh, not only, you know, stop by and shop, but please join our newsletter. That's how we communicate with you every week. From parental rights to public policy at Moms for America, we have it all. So we are here to help and to serve you. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, we love you, mamas. And uh, next week, we'll be back here chatting again with another mom, another subject, another issue. 
that will help you in your journey through motherhood. Every week we're here for you. Liberty begins at home and we will see you soon. And let's keep changing our world one home at a time. And I'll talk to you next week.